The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, the leader of the people. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it, so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Today, of course, is Trinity Sunday, and it reminds us that the church year is divided up into two equal parts, and we're just concluding the first part this morning. Back in December, with, the, with Advent and with the coming of Jesus and the Nativity and so on, we begin the all of the great moments in the life of Jesus and in our salvation. We have his birth, and then we have his growth and development as a young man. Eventually, uh, he begins his public ministry with uh, John the Baptist and so on, and then he moves on to eventually uh, his passion, death, resurrection, ascension, and the setting of the Holy Spirit which we celebrated last week in Pentecost. 
And so Trinity Sunday is sort of a, a pivot between what all of the great mysteries that we've celebrated, and then now we're going into the second phase. And in that phase, we are preparing to understand the nuts and bolts of Christian living. But let me just very briefly make a comment about the Trinity. The, the Trinity, the three persons of one God, the Trinity are the three manifestations of the divine. The three manifestations, and I think it's easier to understand this if you look at it that way. The mysterious divine has created, and we, we see God the Father, the creator. He manifested himself in the person of Jesus Christ. So in humanity. And of course, the Holy Spirit, this is the divine spirit that is embedded in everything, in us and in all creation. And so this is the Holy Trinity. And we celebrate it. We celebrate it that we celebrate it that you and I live in a creation that actually has the divine as part of it. And our life's work is to try to discover that life within us. However, as we move forward now, and this is, I think, the most important part, is where we get into the nuts and bolts of actually living the Christian life and actually encountering the divine. And all the teachings of Jesus now, every, every week we hear the gospel, we're going to be hearing about the morality Jesus, of course, was the, the great moral teacher. And so uh, we start off with the unholy trinity. Jesus focuses on the unholy trinity throughout now the second day of this year. The unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. And that trinity is powerful in the world as we see it. We see it sometimes in our personal life, but we see it throughout all the events around us. The ego is not just the individual ego that you and I experience. And the ego really is just our, our conscious awareness of who we are. And yet, we have, uh, the ego wants to rule. It wants to be the center. And yet, the whole teaching of Jesus is to go away from oneself to others and to the world. And so the struggle of morality for the Christian is to somehow put the ego in its proper place. You know, the, I was just reminded the other day that institutions very frequently have this problem in the ego. Back in the 1600s, you may recall that Galileo was persecuted in a way because of his scientific discoveries. 
is sort of clearly indicating that uh, that the world is about the center of the universe. And yet, I think it was 1992 that the Vatican formally admitted that uh, he was correct. <laughs> and that uh, the suppression of him near the end of his life uh, was wrong. Now you see, this is an expression of the human ego, the dogmatic approach to life, where one has this authority, and it could be anywhere, I just use this one as an obvious example. But uh, we see it, of course, in our politics, and no comment is necessary there. But the, the me, myself, and I syndrome runs the world. And it's up to those who are enlightened, who have been enlightened by grace and by faith and so on, to do the hard work of trying to correct that. And that is what you and I are called to do now for the next six months, and listening carefully to the, the advice of Jesus that he'll give to us, and uh, I hope that you and I, in some way, will explore and further understand who we really are. Let me conclude by just saying that you can look at life in two ways. One way is that we are human beings and that we are looking to experience the divine, the soul, and so forth and so on. You can look at it that way. But you see, that century, that's really an egotistic view of it. Because who are we really? We are spirit. We come out of eternity. We, we are born into life. We grow and develop. We mature. We, we begin to decline. And we eventually pass on again into eternity. And so we experience a human life. But that, that really doesn't define us. What defines us is what is within, and that is the spirit, the spirit of God, the divine spirit. And so we are a spirit first, and really a human afterwards. That's one way of trying to place the ego in its proper location. That it doesn't run our life. We open ourselves to the grace of God and to the enlightenment of the Lord. And that is the wisdom that will bring us to where we were destined. And so, let us go forward now there's no dramatic celebrations of faith between now and Christmas time, but it's always in the nuts and bolts and the quiet of our daily lives that we come to experience what is most important. So let us embrace it and let us, most of all, do it together. God bless you.